Yo, this is the ancient Texan. I've just started reading this book, When Things Fall Apart. Hard Advice for Difficult Times. Pima Kadran. It's a book, um, I might call it Buddha for Your Life, or Buddha Heart. I heard uh, the podcast on Bean talking about this book and reading sections out of it. And I was so impressed I bought the book. I'm going to spend some time uh, going through this book and kind of discussing the individual uh, chapters. Get you a copy, join along. Send me comments at Wiley period foxes and gmail.com. Thanks. Talk to you later. Ancient Texan. Namaste. Yo, Ancient Texan. First chapter of When Things Fall Apart is intimacy with fear. Read a little bit of it to my two cents worth. Fear is a natural reaction to moving closer to the truth. Wow. Fear is a natural reaction to moving closer to the truth. Embarking on the spiritual journey is like getting into a very small boat and setting out on an ocean to search for unknown lands. With wholehearted practice comes inspiration, but sooner or later we will also encounter fear. For all we know, when we get to the horizon, we're going to drop off the edge of the world. Like all explorers, we are drawn to discover what's waiting out there without knowing yet if we have the courage to face it. That actually sounds pretty exciting to me. And this book kind of looks at mindfulness, connecting with the open, unbound clarity of the mind, the notion of working with energy in all situations, seeing what arises as inseparable from the awakened state, But if we want to go beneath the surface and practice without hesitation, it is inevitable that at some point we will face fear. Fear is a universal experience. It's not a terrible thing that we feel fear when faced with the unknown. It is part of being alive something we all share. For example, we we react against the possibility of loneliness, of death, of not having anything to hold on to. Fear is a natural reaction to moving closer to the truth. So like when you face death and you see it coming You recognize that you are going to die. You're closer to the truth. 
continuing doing our long retreat, I had what seemed to me the earth-shaking revelation that we cannot be in the present and run our storylines at the same time. I've noticed that I can't be in a story and be present and in the moment and authentic and at the same time running a story in my head. Although I think I've run stories in my head uh, most of life I wasn't even aware of it. Impermanence comes vital in the present moment. So do compassion and wonder and courage. And so does fear. Anyone that stands on the edge of the unknown, fully in the present without reference point, experiences groundlessness. That's when our understanding goes deeper, when we find that the present moment is pretty vulnerable place and this can be completely unnerving and completely tender at the same time. When we begin our explanation, exploration, we have all kinds of ideals and expectations. We are looking for answers that will satisfy a hunger we felt for a long time. Isn't that all of us looking for something, wanting something, wanting companionship? If only when I get, that's kind of that hunger coming up. So when we start on this journey, the last thing we want is to find more boogeyman in the closet. What we're talking about is getting to know fear, becoming familiar with fear, looking right at, looking it right in the eye, not as the way to solve problems, but as a complete undoing of old ways of seeing hearing, smelling, tasting, and thinking. The truth is that when we really begin to do this, we're going to be continually humbled. There's not going to be much room for the arrogance that holding on to ideals can bring. The arrogance that inevitably does arise is going to be continually shot down by our own courage to step forward a little further. The kinds of discovery that are made through practice have nothing to do with the believing in anything. They have much more to do with having the courage to die, the courage to die continually. Or the way I think I'd say that is the courage to let go of what we think we know and what we believe and to say, I don't know and to recognize how little we do know. Buddha nature, clearly disguised as fear, kicks our ass into being receptive. Oh, she has a story in here about a guy that uh, kept trying to study his way to enlightenment and the teacher sent him out to a small room 
and he had a small candle in there and it tells a story about how all of a sudden he realized that there was a large cobra snake there in front of him swaying in the darkness with him and how the whole night he sat there completely terrified but completely present with the morning until the morning uh, with the situation and how it tore down all his preconceived notions about himself and his abilities and his way to handle life and stripped him down to where he realized that he was very much afraid and very much not the person he claimed to be. He readily accepted wholeheartedly that he was angry and jealous, that he resisted and struggled, that he was afraid. He accepted that he was also precious beyond measure, wise and foolish, rich and poor and totally unfathomable. No one ever tells us to stop running away from fear. We are verily, very rarely told to move closer, to just be there, to become familiar with fear. Ah, for me, it's, um, I would never call it fear. I would say there's certain times of the day when I get anxious and uncomfortable that I'm not doing the right thing. Thing at the moment, I'm. I have in my head. I should be doing this. Um, I guess that's from other people. Um, I'm not spending my time well. I'm not working on what I should. Will ultimately should be working on uh, when considered from the point of view of the end of my life. Uh, or there's something else I'm leaving undone and so I'm and just learning how to enjoy it and be in the present moment. Usually when we have to do with fear, uh, the advice we get is to sweeten it up, smooth it over, take a pill, distract ourselves, but by all means make it go away. I make my discomfort go away. Um, wine, I got some right now. Sex, dreaming. Um, one of the healthier ways is I go out in the forest and walk. But we don't really need to be told to you know, distract ourselves or make it go away because we dissociate from fear naturally. The most heartbreaking thing, according to this author, is that we all can do is to cheat ourselves of the present moment. Wow, how many times do I do that and worrying about what I should be doing? instead of enjoying what I'm doing. So I would like to get past that. I would like to get to where I'm in the present moment, enjoying it and not thinking about what I should be doing. Sooner or later, we understand that although we can't make fear look pretty, it will never 
nevertheless introduce us to all the teachings we ever heard or read. Fear introduces us to the teachings essentially that we need. Next time you encounter fear, consider yourself lucky. This is where courage comes in. Usually we think that brave people have no fear. The truth is they are intimate with fear. Emptiness is not what we thought. Neither is mindfulness or fear. Compassion is not what we thought. Nothing is what we thought it is. These are code words for things we don't know in our minds, but any of us could experience them. These are words that point to the, what life really is when we let things fall apart and let ourselves be nailed to the present moment. Wow, that's chapter one. It's kind of an introduction. Becoming intimate with fear. Now, I, I could probably add intimate with our feelings. Has a pretty good promise, so I'm looking forward to this book. Hope you come along for the ride. The next chapter is called When Things Fall Apart, which is the title of the book, obviously. Anyway, this is the ancient Texan taking a ride through um, a book about the Buddha religion, mindfulness, and other such things. Have a good one. This is the Ancient Texan. Namaste.